Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking all about the addition of Hotstar onto Hulu and ESPN. We're talking about the Star Plus launch, plus we've got loads of new stuff to be talking about. We're talking about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We'll be talking about the only murderers in the building, plus Marvel's What If, and a whole host of other bits and pieces today. But before we go any further, if you haven't already done so, make sure you are subscribed either on YouTube or the audio platform, so you can find us on like Google Podcasts, iPodcasts, etc things like that and also a big thank you and hello to all of our patreon and youtube channel members for supporting the show you can become a member for as little as two dollars a month you get to contribute to the weekly q a you also get early access to some content and just generally you help keep the lights on and keep everything going so we're not dependent completely on um, advertising revenue so big hello and welcome to Raphael, robert j blue my vcr still works bina joshua adam dawn martin jeremy and sarah while over on the Patreons, a huge, again, big thank you to Sarah for being a producer. We've also got hello to Andrew, Caleb, Red Marsman, Aero G, Andrew, Cody, Darren, The Juice, Lauren, and uh, James. Again, thank you for all of your support. Really makes everything keep moving along. So let's move along. There's been a lot of news, obviously, with the um, with the the weekend coming up with the Labor Day kind of things kind of cooled off a little bit. But let's jump into it first off. Um, a big kind of announcement, which might not really inter interact too much for um, Disney Plus subscribers in the US, but internationally, I think it's going to have a big impact at some point later this year or maybe early next year. Disney made a big shocking announcement that they are going to be closing down Hotstar in the United States. Now, Hotstar is a streaming service which offers all of the Indian content that you might find on Disney Plus Hotstar in India. Um, and it's been running for years. It also runs in the United Kingdom and Canada and in Singapore. But we're only going to be talking about the US. They're going to be closing it down in 2022 at some point. They are going to be, they as of like the 1st of uh, September, they started putting, they put like a Hotstar area inside of Hulu. They've also been moving all of the live sports over onto ESPN Plus and basically trying to get everyone on Hotstar over onto the Disney streaming bundle and you can have refunds and stuff if you don't want it. Now, this is a kind of, this is, again, this is sorting out what they've got with all their different apps. Now, I would say it is kind of a niche app in terms of where it is in the US because it has, it's only after a specific audience. And therefore, merging it in with Hulu and ESPN Plus makes a lot of sense in terms of cutting down costs. We've also got the other thing as well where... In the UK and uh, Canada, I suspect the same thing will happen at some point. It's a little bit harder uh, internationally because ESPN isn't completely run by Disney in both the UK and Canada. They're just they've been like leased out to other things. So that might that's the an issue with the sports. But I think this is again just this continued uh, thing of just trying to push forward with streamlining their streaming services. And um, what did you think of this news um, of Hotstar merging in? Well, you just said it there at the end. It's about yeah. streamlining. It's about making sure that they don't have too many different platforms to confuse everybody with, hmm. uh, which they need to do, honestly. Yeah. Um, though I do have to admit, I'm, I don't know how many people actually know Hotstar was in yeah. uh, America in the first place. Um, we probably talked about it back when uh, one of the first episodes, yeah. honestly, and, and then haven't talked about it since. And uh I'm sure that it's big with the the Indian community within America, yeah. but outside of that, I I doubt it has much traction. So well, yeah, this is the big thing. I mean, they uh, it was only back in July when they were doing a big an, uh, event in India that they talked about the idea of bringing Hot Star specials and the originals onto Hulu and Star Disney Plus. Oh, 
if it, and it was a bit of like I, when I heard that, oh, that would that would make a lot of sense. And then I even wrote an article like three weeks ago about the merging, and I didn't quite expect within two weeks that that would happen. Um, but it was kind of like for me of what I would love them to do is to take the because I mean some of the movies and stuff they offer in like nine different languages is if they if they anything like okay we're putting this out onto bigger audiences everywhere they start putting on some more subtitles and dubbing and stuff for us as well you know there's some big epic movies that they make um you know they uh, they spend a lot of money on them so it's like you know offer them to us you know put the put the subtitles on it gives us more choice you know Amazon and Netflix are really going after the Indian market as well and uh, for me it's just this again this is consolidation we've got a load more apps we still need to get rid of <laughs> but um to me this is just a good step round um again they they the only problem to me is on Disney Plus, like over here in the wood, um, they, they're going to have to do a little bit of organization in terms of how they're going to do some tweaks because if they just load in, you know, 2,000 uh, shows and movies overnight, the whole of uh, the, 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 you know, like our genres and everything is going to get swamped with it. And that will annoy people that, you know, that obviously don't speak the Indian language because there's too much of it. You know, you've got to find a line between making it easy for, you know, all the hot star audience to have everything in one place, but also not to overwhelm everybody. You know, if you're going through the, you know, the A to Z, I mean, not that they even exist on Disney Plus right now. They've got a, there's a bit of a line. So they're going to do some more tweaking. Um, I think, you know, Hulu's a little bit better because they've kind of created a hub already and they've got all these different networks. So they're much more best, better fitted to do it. But I, you know, they have got to sort some things out. They can't just move it all over straight away because otherwise there will be complaints um, from both sides. And that's that's you know, preferably. Um, I mean, you can see it already with just when they added all the star stuff in. It was actually quite hard sometimes to find the Disney stuff if you weren't within that Disney tab. So I do think they're going to have to do that before they can load them in, and then hopefully as well make these hot star specials and originals available for all countries eventually at some point as well. You know, if they're putting it on there in one country. I would imagine, and it's just easy just to put it everywhere. Yeah, and hope, hopefully they'll figure it out. This is a, a trick none of the the streaming companies have really figured out how to properly showcase what you want to the right customer. Mm -hmm. Some have gotten better at it than others, but um, I, yeah. I think they're just going to have to make a new tab like they did yeah. with Star. Yeah, it's they, they, or at least have a hot star tab within Star, or I don't know something it, like that. Yeah, it's, it's a very tricky one. Now, speaking of Star, this past week in Latin America, Star Plus launched. Now, just to confuse things even more, so in Latin America, they have Star Plus, which has it's basically a combination between Hulu, uh, ESPN Plus, and then you've kind of got all the content from Star on Disney Plus. It's like very uh, mangled up connection of stuff. So, all the Star originals that we talk about will be on. Uh, Star Plus, you know, things that like only murderers in the building, vacation friends, things like that. And then they're also got lots of original content, um, but they're having to pay extra for it because they got all the live sports in there, which obviously costs a little bit more than um, a lot of the things that they've got on there. You can kind of do the Disney Plus Star combo where you get the two of them together for about nine US dollars. Important to note as well, obviously, the US dollar um, value is different in each country. So you know, whereas, you know, how much, how many dollars they make per hour is obviously much less. So you've got to take that into consideration because everyone goes, oh, for $9, it's, it's great. Yeah, but relative to their income is the issue that you've got to take into account. But yeah, so there's a little bit of a pain that they've launched Star Plus. I would have rather than gone with the one platform. They could change things in the future. But right now, again, it, they, they just seem to me like they're just trying out different things all over the place. That is the... Uh... 
the method that they're using. Let's let's try something in America. Let's try something in South America. Let's try something in Europe. And honestly, the the European one seems the best so far. But let them. I would actually try different things. Go ahead. I'd say India's got a good good system as well. I mean, they've got the most content because they've also got the live sports. They've got they've got everything into in there. So that um, because even the European and Australian and Canada one doesn't have all the sports stuff. So. Um, it's, it's definitely fun to see what's going on around all over the place again it's just pushing out that star brand you know we're seeing lots of this of what's going on since they acquired it from the 20th century but i thought i'd bring up star plus as obviously it's just when i refer to a star from now on just you know it'll it should also be on star plus way i don't want to be sitting there going on hulu star plus who hot star <laughs> it's, just, it's a mess right let's move on to some other um big news this week so Big Shot has been confirmed for a second season. Um, you know, they did a little video there with John Stamos throwing a basket and have confirmed that, um, which is great. I mean, that was one of our kind of favorite, say one of our favorite Disney branded shows so far. Um, what do you think of the renewal? Yeah, absolutely happy for this. Uh, other than the Benedict Society, I think this was my favorite uh, non-Marvel, non-Star Wars original that we've gotten so far. Uh, so now we just need a, a season two for that one. But yeah. yeah, I know we were worried for a little while there because we we saw Mighty Ducks get their yeah. season two confirmation a while back, and like uh, came out at the same time as Big Shot. Let it give, give us give us Big Shot as well, and so glad to get a second season. Definitely looking forward to that. Yes, yeah, so, so production on that one begins next year, so it'll be a while before we get that one. Um, also, kind of not officially confirmed, but Harry Wrinkler, um, Henry Wrinkler, did come out on Twitter and pretty much say that they are making a second season of Monsters at Work. Um, which, to be honest, when you've got someone like that saying it, you kind of go, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's, um, you kind of go much beyond that one. Uh, again, a series I've not fully loved. I liked the first episode or two, but I quickly got bored of it. It just didn't. It just didn't hold my attention because it was like this is going. It felt like it was going nowhere. But I know a lot of people are excited for this one coming back. Yeah, I was kind of in the same boat. Whereas it was amusing, but wasn't really grabbing me, and I I felt it was a bit directionless. Uh, a lot of times, though, shows in the first season don't uh, don't really have their voice yet. They don't mm. know what they want to do with it. They don't know what works and what doesn't. So hopefully, they can take. Uh, a look at season two and go, all right, we know we want this to work and then we can go from there. Yeah. Um, for me, I definitely feel like, you know, it's just good to have all of this stuff coming back. I definitely feel like that is um, always a be better place to go on. Now, there's actually been a lot of new stuff out this week, um, lots of new content. Um, so I think we might as well start off with going for some of the reviews because we've got quite a lot to run through. Um, so first off, let's talk about Marvel's What If. So this one came out on Wednesday with Doctor Strange. I thought this was a fantastic episode. I thought this was such a great episode of how they put this together. It felt much more deeper and a little bit more darker than the last three episodes. And it felt like they were able to go off and go in a completely different tangent because it wasn't connected so much. I mean, obviously they were reenacting the movie, but they really went off on a tangent on this one. Yeah, and, and through these first four episodes, we've kind of seen the different ways you can take a what-if story, right? Yeah. You know, uh, especially episode two, which was Star-Lord, that, you know, everything is different. This one tiny change has changed everything in the entire universe uh, and, and so forth. And um, 
And they've also shown you can have happy endings with that and Captain America, and you can have sad endings with that and the Avengers one. Uh, and this one is just much more personal. Like, mm. whereas Star Lord is, let's literally just cameo every character we possibly can, even if it makes no sense at all. This one was literally just, it's Doctor Strange and uh, his mentor and Wong and his girlfriend, and that is it. No other yeah. characters except for the Watcher uh, dropping yeah. in a little bit here and there. And I like just whether they interacted with each other. That was kind of quite cool because of like obviously being on a different plane and um, it just felt very weird. I mean, him just absorbing all these different beasts and you know, I I and it, you could almost feel that pain of the thing of you know and keep losing you know the love of his life over and over and over again and. It again. It, it, I really just showed really aware doctors because Doctor Strange really a bit of a weird one in the com in this in the movies because he's very he's he's not really been in it a lot really. I mean he, we only really had what the one movie and a few cameos, so we've not really had a lot of time with him. So this felt like a really nice kind of expansion of his character. Well, it's feeling very familiar. Yeah, and there's also the fact that like uh, we're seeing that Wong is becoming mm -hmm. a more uh, important character. He he basically has the same role here as he did in the the No Way Home trailer, which yeah. is you know don't do something stupid and then yeah. Strange does something stupid. But we also see him in Shang Chi. Uh, we'll talk about that mm -hmm. in a bit. Where he he is clearly taking a step up to being a, an important character, mm -hmm. kind of a a caretaker character, not just for yeah. Strange but for all of the MCU. And it was good to see that. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, you know, you've got this idea of uh, a hard point in time. I forget which term they used, but this moment in time that no matter what will happen, period. Mm. They kind of hinted at it in the Loki series that there are yeah. these moments that you, that no matter what you do will not get around. Uh, and I suspect that this might be an important plot point going forward, uh, especially with multiverse of madness coming up and things like that, yeah. where th they kind of have to go with, Certain points of time can be changed. Other points in time cannot be changed, no matter how hard you you try. Yeah. Well, otherwise, it's just going to get a right. I mean, it's all. I mean, I. This is the one thing I was worried about with the multiverse, and we're really like three, four things into it is already starting to, you know, like okay. But I can see why this. You know, they can use the the what they've showed to cement some of those ideas in place. Again, I just thought this was a fantastic episode. Um, I I don't I would I would probably say it's my favorite so far. I really did feel like it was a, a step up, definitely a step above last week's Avengers one. I like the Star Lord one because it felt different again. It was a bit fresh. I wasn't so keen on the Captain Carter one, but I, I did I did enjoy that one. But this Doctor uh, Strange one was definitely much much better. I think all the way around. I think the storytelling in it is much better. It doesn't necessarily have my favorite plot but it executes on its story much better than the other ones do. And I think that is again, cause it, it's much more focused. It's much more just, this is Dr. Strange's story. We're here's not a random cameo of Spider-Man. No, there's not a random cameo of Captain Marvel over here. It is literally just strange and keeping it personal like that lets you tell a more interesting story. Yeah, no, it was very, a very good episode. We also had Doug Days this week as well, which was five new shorts and um, based around Up. Um, with did you happen to watch this one? I actually forgot it came out this <laughs> week. It, it did not show up in the What's New Bar oh, right. for me at all. 
Yes, I think as I watched it like a week ago, it, I suddenly remembered as like, oh yeah, that was out as well. Um, I thought they were fantastic, a lot of fun. I mean, I did talk about them last week as well, but definitely go check them out. They're only about a five minutes a piece, especially with uh, you know the main actor um, sort of uh, passing away. I, I don't think he actually provided the voice of this one. I'm not 100 percent sure on that one, but definitely a lot of fun. I really thought that was good. We also had the uh, Billie Eilish concerts, which was a was it Happier Ever After, A Love Letter to Los Angeles. Now, this one was about, an, about probably about 100 minutes plus. Basically goes for her entire new album, Happier Ever After. She's on the stage at the Rose Bowl, and she is kind of, you know, she's. I mean, there's not a lot of people there because they obviously filmed it in the pandemic. There's a few times when they had got an orchestra in or they got like a school choir that she used to belong to. But it's very very well done they had like special lighting like every song had a different color and sometimes it was just her sometimes they mixed it up quite well so it didn't get too boring they also had like little um vigilant things like little videos where you know they had an animated version of her in a car driving around certain places in los angeles um it was a bit of a funny one because i heard of a few of her songs and this is like obviously the first time i listened to this album and i was She's a very quiet, she's like whispers and you can't quite hear what she's saying. <laughs> and it was a little bit like, I'm like, I'm slightly, you know, older with um, tinnitus. So I can't hear that loud. So I didn't turn it out quite loud to kind of hear what she was saying. I think I read a lot of things about like, like a lot of people like listening to her with the headphones on so you can hear her crisper. Um, I enjoyed it. It was very calming. There was a few songs that were a little bit more upbeat, but it was very, I thought this was a good um, special. I enjoyed it much more than I thought because I wasn't too sure if I was going to like it or not. Um, I've actually ended up watching it again, or I had it on in the background. It's kind of something I can put on in the background while you know I'm working or something because it's just music. Again, it's a nice little thing to add on to Disney Plus. What I would love them to do is they just did, yeah, I think it was last night at the Rose Bowl, they did a Star Wars orchestra. Now that's what I want. That's what <laughs> I really want. <laughs> I'll be honest, that's where I would be full of. They, I, I saw some pictures from someone who was posting up last night because they had the Billie Eilish posters and stuff for the series. I'm like, Can you not do the Star Wars one? That would have been mm -hmm. much better. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm actually wondering if we got different versions because uh, the one I watched was about 60 minutes long. It was just it was about an hour and then a little bit extra with the uh, right. the credits. So I don't know. Um, that would be a bit odd if they did that. Yeah. In any event, uh, this is my my first encounter with Billie Eilish at all, as far as I know. Maybe I've heard her songs in like the grocery mm. store or something, but I didn't know. I didn't know it. So this is this is my first encounter. Um, I do not have tinnitus my my hearing is as far as i know fine and i still couldn't understand a word she was saying uh, <laughs> until i put my headphones on it uh so that was an improvement definitely watch that one with headphones or if you have a proper surround sound system i'm sure that's fine too um that said it, there was it was very calming very chill and then you listen to some of the words and you're like wow these these can get pretty dark at, at mm. points um so i can see the appeal it it was fine there's I don't think I would ever seek her music out, like for yeah. me personally. Um, but if it came on, it would be like, yeah, sure. It, it sounds yeah, it, fine. It was very, it was very pleasant. I, I didn't, I didn't really. It wasn't because I, didn't, I kind of went in. And I didn't know what to expect, and I think it's like I, was, I knew like a couple of her songs and stuff. So it's like, and then of course it was just going on. I mean, I like there was one. I think she did like a duet with her brother. That, that I like that one. It was a little bit different. There was a few that were a little bit more different. Um, but yeah, she's very low speaking, which kind of. Um, it's a very different style of 
music again the thing is with these kind of things is they can help bring people in to, new people in to listen to somebody they can also obviously appeal to an entirely different you know you can put any artist on there right now you could give them a special and it's going to appeal to their to their audience and i think we need more of this i think doing concerts and things like that perfect i think it's a great content idea for disney plus and it's just a little bit different especially obviously the pandemic when Artists couldn't get out there and do performances. So this is probably a really good thing for her um, to, put those, to put this on. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was pretty solid. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was the best thing I've ever seen on Disney+. Plus, and I don't know necessarily, you know, I wouldn't it's, I wouldn't have gone out my way. It would have been something I would have picked personally. But I'm, I'm glad it's there. I mean, I've got, I literally, I've got nothing. It's kind of one of those things I've got. I've got, to, yeah, I, I've got nothing really bad to say, nothing I didn't like, which is which is nice. Yeah, agreed. There weren't any songs in it. There's like, oh no, I'm never going to listen to that song ever again. Uh, they, they're all in generally that same kind of chill vibe. Uh, just going to relax a little bit, not not worry about too much uh, range. Not even the the poppier songs are still subdued compared to what you think of, yeah. like especially for for teenage pop. You know, teenage yeah. pop is generally very in your face, and yeah. uh, even when she was getting a little. Uh, not upbeat because that that's an, yeah. <laughs> not not upbeat in uh, emotion, but upbeat in tone. Uh, even then, it was still pretty subdued, which I kind of liked. Yeah, I mean, I thought like it's more like the animation, very kind of like cells. I think is it cell shading? Kind of reminded yep. me a bit of what if and you know, uh, like, yeah. It was a uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit yeah. for me. It was very, yeah. especially right at the beginning when she's driving around in the Porsche. I'm like this. Yeah. This is a modern version of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Fortunately. Uh, nobody was trying to uh, toss that that substance on it to erase no. all reality or whatever. No, no, but I, th I thought it was a good, a good solid addition. I was definitely glad to see that one added on there. So let's talk now about some other ones. So we had Only Murderers in the Building. This was added to Disney Plus around the world and on Hulu in the United States and Star Plus in Latin America. So everyone got three episodes except for Europe. They decided that they we gave us two episodes. For some bizarre reason, I don't know why they decided to change things up. Like we were all expecting three, and then we only got two. So we're going to go with the three episodes because that's what I've seen um, and you've seen as well. And it's kind of um, again, we're going to have new episodes dropping every Tuesday on Disney Plus in a number of countries and on Hulu. So, um, what did you think of this show? I'm glad they dropped three episodes. If they had only dropped the first or even just two, like they did in Europe, um, I don't think the story really gets going by that point, uh, which is a trend that's kind of getting annoying in current streaming, The moving the hook from the first episode mm. to the third. Um, but overall, uh, with that, that complaint aside, it looks like it's going to be a fun show. They, they've definitely set up a lot of people with very different motives. I like that they... Uh, everybody's hiding something uh although they kind of resolve a little bit of that mm. piece by piece as the episodes go on the the characters are interesting i i do kind of want martin short to fall out of a window the the character he's playing not him of course yeah. and well i'm gonna be honest there was a thing with his dog and i am not kidding i watched the last i watched that third episode and i messaged a couple of other um people that have done stuff uh, mo and josh and i literally they cannot do that to the dog I need to know no. what happens next. I need to know what happens next week because I have a British Bulldog. And I did not like that scene. Well, like, you don't hurt the dogs. You don't hurt the dogs. <laughs> I, I did like that they showed that the dog is still alive um, yes. during the during the preview. And I had basically the same reaction with the cat, which uh, is very dead, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> you can do what you want with cats. You can't touch dogs. 
my, my cat disagrees, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, uh, messing with animals, especially cats and dogs yeah. is always difficult. Uh, mm-hmm. it's not, not always the best plan. So yeah, when they poisoned, uh, the dog and probably poisoned the cat, I was like, uh, I don't like the direction you're going with right. this. Um, that aside, yeah, uh, like the inclusion of Sting was an interesting choice yeah. in there. And uh, I just, I just really, it feels fresh. It felt like I was like, I was like, it felt like a movie because I felt like you know, in like watching three of them back to back, it kind of was in this kind of zone of going. Well, I would imagine this like movie to be coming to an end or coming to the like the final bit. And I was like, oh no, no, we've still got a long way to go. And I really enjoyed this whole. I mean, I, I've like. Martin Short and Steve Martin for a long time. Selena Gomez, I'd be honest, I'm not really too familiar. I know she's been doing stuff, but I was never really into Wizards of uh, Waverly Place. I was a bit too old by then. But it was that kind of thing of I'm really enjoyed this like idea of having something completely different, very different tone, different idea, different storyline going on. And it's just it was I found it a bit of a complete refresh from everything else I'm watching right now, and I really like that. And you know the the combination between the three is one that you just would not put together. You know, you know, two guys in their eighties, like, and her is just like not where you'd think they'd go. But I'm really enjoying it. I'm I'm really looking forward. But this is it's definitely like for me, like I think one of the best releases of the week. It was definitely very good. One thing uh, I did appreciate though is, despite the fact that there is a huge age gap between them, they're really not going too hard with the uh, the generational humor. Mm-hmm. There was that little bit where Martin Short and Steve Martin were like, "Do do we call her? Should we text her? Kids today don't like being te- being called." Yeah. And that, but that was like the extent of it. So there's not yeah. a whole lot of of them, you know, putting down the current generation and not a lot of Selena like rolling her eyes at, at their generation. Yeah, which would be a very easy trap for them to fall in. Now, I mean, they still it, could do it, but it makes more. To be honest, it makes more sense from her point of view than from their mm-hmm. point of view, because um, obviously they probably still think themselves as much younger. Whereas she, well, we, at, well, yeah, we know Martin Short thinks he's much younger. They had yeah. that entire conversation with Nathan Lane, with yeah. like, when I was a young guy, you were fifty. Yeah, when I was younger, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I, I really enjoyed that series um, so far. And um, we've got a long way to go. I mean, there's 10 episodes in this one. So we'll be talking about this one for sure. I, I, I But like you say, you, need, you did need a few episodes to kind of get warmed up. Right. The yeah. the hook at the end of the first episode, I thought, really wasn't very good at all. No. Um, the, the, the hook for the first episode is simply that she knew that she has not revealed that she knows yeah. the murder victim. And, and at this point she still hasn't revealed that to, mm-hmm. to other people. I was like, eh, that's not much of it. I actually thought that the hook with um, her finding the clip of Steve Martin and him yeah. repeating the line that he yeah. had said to her earlier was a much better hook it was like, yeah. Oh, there's, there's something to that. Now, of course they have seemingly brushed that one aside already. Uh, fortunately not letting it linger, but if they had ended episode one with that, I'd be like, all right, that's a good yeah. hook to end an episode on. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed the series. I'm, I'm thinking this one's going to be a tall. It was funny. Um, just a brief note. So I went to see Shang-Chi yesterday at the cinema, and we had the trailer. We had a Disney Plus trailer before before mm-hmm. it, and it was like, uh, which I thought was kind of ironic, and it was like, you know, Luca, you know, Monsters, Inc., and all the kind of Loki stuff. They made another advert. Which was this, and we, I've seen it on TV as well. So we was pushing only murderers in the building, The Walking Dead, and Why the Last Man, and also Vacation Friends. And what they, they're doing two separate advert campaigns. So there's like the Star campaign and the Disney. And I did. Feel, it was just like that thing of like, oh yeah, 
you know, we're sat here in the theater. I've been, haven't seen anything on the big screen in nearly two years. And I was like, yeah, just pushing. And I like the fact over here in the UK, they are really pushing only murderers in a building as a top show, um, you know, doing an advertising campaign for it, which is, is just great. Again, just pushing out that wording over here that Disney Plus is not just a kid's app. <laughs> you know, just kind of pushing that out there. And you, you can tell they've thrown some money at it. I mean, the mm. sets are really good, but you've also got the fact that you've got Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez. They're not small. I mean, they're not they're not A tier these days, but they are well known names. And then you've also got like Nathan Lane in a supporting yeah. role. You've got Tina Sting. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't think we've seen her yet though. Yeah. Um, and then and then Sting, the actual artist Sting, playing himself. Yeah. And it, well, apparently it was the most watched um, original for Hulu. Which is kind of building on it, you know. They did Vacation Friends last week, which was the biggest movie they'd done. You know, I mean, they're not putting a huge, but you know, these movies are just built, and these series are just building up. Um, so it's already so. Yeah, it's it's, it's going. It's good. I'm I'm really looking forward to this series. Um, and I'm really looking forward to what was it Monday? So we get a new episode of The Walking Dead as well over here because I've already so I'm like Mondays Walking Dead, Tuesdays Only Murder is in the building, Wednesdays we're getting a whole host of new stuff. It's just yeah, it's just it's pretty cool right now. Um, anything else you want to say on that one before we move on? Uh, just that it's nice they're spreading the shows out so it does not feel overwhelming with everything no. dropping on Friday and being like, I have to watch all of this before the podcast. I mean, that's a yeah, it is, most it people, is, most yeah. people don't have to worry about that. It is, I must be honest, it's nice having the kind of the, the like the daily thing. Um, and then we had um, another show drop onto Hulu and then internationally on Disney Plus was the D'Amelio show, um, which is an eight episode part all about a a famous TikToker called Charlie and her sister Dixie. And it follows their earlier this year of like their life after moving to LA. You've also got her mom and dad there. And so this is, so you would imagine if I would say to you, it's all about a, a TikToker that dances and she's 17, 16 years old and her 19 year old sister that wants to do a music career. Be very upbeat, wouldn't you? Uh, maybe. <laughs> yes. Let's say it gets, it's a, it's a very, it's a very dark idea. There's a lot of problems because what it really does is it really showcases the, the mental impact that being followed by 150 million people does to somebody and the, and the and bad comments on her sister, you know, because she's not, you know, her sister. And it just, it, there's a lot of focus on their mental health, about how the, the haters and the bad comments get to them, the, the publicity, the, the future of their careers and what they're trying to do and trying to be just a 16-year-old girl, just trying to, you know, have fun. The relationships that she builds in LA with her friends and being reserved because she can't trust them. Problems with um, boys because, you know, and there's this whole thing of it. It was a very, I mean, you know, there's a warning at the end of every episode in the beginning, you know, please go to this website because they talk about suicide, and one of the sisters has a full-on breakdown and she ends up going off to, um, you know, they ha they're all having therapy. At one point, uh, Charlie literally just like, look, I need to cancel. They just stopped filming for a week because she just needed to be a teenager. And I watched it and I was kind of, you know, this whole thing, oh, this is about a load of TikTokers. I've got no idea who they are. It's not, I'm not the target audience. This is, And I got in on it and I watched like the first five episodes, which I got early. And then I this last weekend, I yesterday I watched the other three episodes in the series because I I, I got invested in it because obviously as, a, as someone that you know puts stuff out on on the internet and stuff, I'm I'm much more aware of you know negative comments and all the rest of it. So, 
But I, I mean, I'm not nowhere near in, in the, what they're talking about. But I think I completely understood what they were, um, the idea of what impact that would have. Because, I mean, you know, I'm a fully grown adult male. I, it doesn't bother me in the same way that it would. Could you imagine being a 16 and millions of people just trashing you and, you know, and everything you do being scrutinized and, you know, just seeing her have panic attacks when she's getting out of a car to go to a shop. You know, it was very like, okay, I was not expecting that. And I, I didn't think the series was, yeah, okay. You kind of look at it and sometimes go, right, okay, parents, I think you at this point, you, you've got to decide, you know, if this is causing this much problem, you know, do you need to just pull back a bit? Yeah. And also you look at it and go, well, where, where are these careers going to be if they don't, you know, people are going to move on and all the rest of it. But it was a surprising thing where I was not expecting to like it as much as I did. Um, which is which is good, and it was again a bit of a refreshing palate cleanse to what I was watching. It was, you know, again a bit of a difference to everything we're watching. I I I enjoyed it. I wasn't expecting to, and I think it went in a different direction than I thought, which interested me. And I think that was the difference for me. You know, other people might not care. You know, they'd be like, "Well, she just does this to get off TikTok, and that's the end of it." Yeah, no, I I, I did not watch the the show at this point, but I also have completely avoided the the. The, the fame thing. I use air quotes because, yeah. again, we're nowhere near that level. But, like, I have no social media presence whatsoever. Nobody yeah. knows how to find me. If they're going to try to to abuse me, they're probably going to go through you. So, yeah. thanks for that. <laughs> um, but also, I think that people are getting more aware of the price of fame. Uh, you've got this whole thing going on with Britney Spears and her con- mm-hmm. conservatorship and uh, just the general understanding that we're not meant to be uh, in the public eye, the way that that people are these days, and yeah. I mean, fame has always come with that kind of cost. But these days, with the internet, you you, you can literally reach billions of people. Uh, yeah, well, and also like like in in like in Charlie's case, you know, she was just messing about in her bedroom. She wasn't going out trying to become the most followed person on the internet. You know, she wasn't like this was. You know, obviously, it's, you know, she's just. You know, it's right time, right place, right thing of everything happening the way it did. But you know, it's at, I'm sorry, but at 15, there's no master plan. You know, it just you know nature. You know the every and she and you know being that young and having that much influence from other people coming in, it must be horrendous. And I I really you know I mean just seeing her sister. I mean she they did a she did like a Vogue video and it was just people were just trashing her. Because oh well, you're not your sister. You got no talent, and it was completely downlighted by like more than the, the, and it literally just sent her into a, just a sobbing, sobbing. You know, just and you're on there going, this is just uncomfortable to watch because it was on the lines of, you know, she's like, you know, and and then they had some other friends of other influencers. You know, they've all got like millions of followers, and just talking openly about the problems that they. And you know they're all going to therapy, and sometimes you kind of go, "No, this really isn't like the, the real, real world for problem." But it just felt like maybe like teenagers' problems of now just revved up, you know. Just you know, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, we were lucky enough that we grew up without the internet when we were teenagers. You know, it was just coming in, so we didn't have all of this. But I must, admit, I, I was really generally quite, I would say, shocked and also just intrigued with what was going on with it. It was a bit like. This is, I did not expect it to go the way it did. Um, because I know a lot of people just were like, Oh, I'm not watching that. It's about TikTokers. I don't care. It's just come off of it. Why are the parents? And you watch it and go, Wow, that was a very different story. And I, I like I said, I thought it's a, I thought it was a good documentary. It might have, it might have been better had they focused a little bit more on the positive because there was a kind of a thing of, Wow, she really does live quite a miserable life. And you go, Oh, I think, you know, my life's not too bad. Well, you're not really showing a lot of the good stuff. 
was like, it would have been nice to kind of have them have some days out and and just have some time. But obviously, COVID just stopped. You know, they couldn't do the Kardashian things of let's go off here and go off here and do this. So, you know, they they did a bit of axe throwing, but generally there wasn't really a lot of stuff they could do. But yeah, I, I, I real a surprise thing that I well for me to watch eight episodes. I mean, that was like four hours. So <laughs> you know, that's an investment. Yeah, I I might check it out because I was definitely expecting it to be you know just a one of those reality shows uh, uh, that that I've got so sick of watching because growing up with sisters, uh, we right at the beginning of when reality shows were really taking off, and at that point it was like the Ozzy Osbourne yeah. stuff, and even that was yeah. just kind of a bit wacky. But yeah, yeah. oh, and got mute. <laughs> yeah. I'm for, for, yeah. For for me, it's definitely. I mean, I like things like Total Divas. I mean, we just literally started watching like Married at First Sight UK with my wife and stuff. So we, you know, we do watch a bit of reality one. But I think this was just very interesting, a very different take on on it. Okay, so let's now talk about some other shows. So let's have a look, see what else we had come out this week. I'm trying to think. There's so many. I, I think that was about the that was, that of what was we watched. Yes, and then obviously there was another big release this week that didn't make it to Disney Plus. Um, that was Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Now, this one couldn't come to Disney Plus Premier Access because of contracts that they signed earlier this year when they thought everything was over, or when they thought everything was going to be done. Um, so it was on at the cinema, and it was going to be there for 45 days exclusive. From there, it can then go on to anywhere else. Now, they've not officially said it will be coming to Disney Plus like in 45 days. Um, it can do, but they could also put it on digital streaming. They could put it on, you know, purchase, whatever they want to do. So we still just take that. I know a lot of lot of talk online of was 40. They, they, they didn't, they've not really said that. They still want us to get to the cinema first. A lot of expectations that it's going to break, break, uh, break box office records for Labor Day weekend. Even though that generally is one of the worst weekends of the year. Um, it's, it's not going to pull in as much as Black Widow. There's a lot of hype. We're going to talk about it. So we're also going to go into spoilers because there's no point in not talking spoilers with this one to finish it off. But um, so that's that's the key thing with the Disney Plus. It will be on there. Pro I would expect in about six weeks' time, but they obviously don't want to tell you that yet because they want you to go cinema. Um, so, I, yeah, and I would not expect it to be free on Disney Plus in 45 days. I'm I, kind of yeah, yeah, I'm kind not. of expecting like a soft premiere access, maybe not thirty dollars, but. I don't know. We'll see. I would be happy to be wrong about that. Depends if they're doing it. If, if they're treating this like an experiment, like they've said they have, are, of seeing where, because they're going to have to make a lineup of what they're going to do in the future. You know, I'm going to get them three months, six months. So they might do a, a test uh, with this. They might try and work out what they're doing. But what was your theater experience back? Because have you been, you've been to the theater before? I've I've been to this theater a couple times now. Yeah. Um, I've, I've ranted about it plenty, so I'll keep it short. Same same complaints as usual. Way too many trailers, way too much back padding of, uh, thank you for coming back to the theaters. Aren't yeah. you so glad that this is this is so much better than watching it at home? It's not actually at all. <laughs> um, fortunately, I, I went to an early time slot, so it wasn't very busy, but there was one person probably two or three rows behind me who felt the need to comment on everything. Oh. In the And when Wong showed up and Abomination showed up, I, I thought the guy was going to spill his popcorn over like <laughs> the entire theater. Like, this is why I want to watch at home. 
Yeah, so if luckily for me, there was about 20, 30 people in there. It was pretty quiet, really. I think it was literally the only time anyone actually said anything I could hear was at the end when the credits were rolling and someone was like, the end credit came up and goes, see, I told you all! <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but yeah, generally it wasn't too bad. Um, again, I always love the fact that they think the virus only goes um, sideways and not forward and backwards. It's like, mm-hmm. like um, luck. I mean, we all had pretty much everyone had their own road because it was quiet because I went in the middle of the afternoon. So I, it was kind of weird. I remember walking in and going, wow, I've not been in here for like nearly since Rise of the Skywalker. You know, it's been a long time since I've been in there. Other than the spray when you had to wash your hands, that was it. There wasn't really any difference. Um, so overall, it wasn't a bad experience. The only thing that got me was my parking cost me 80 pence less than the movie ticket. <laughs> That's. <laughs> That's an expensive parking. It was four pound over over four pound odd for, for the three hours because it's right on the seafront, so it's premium parking. But there was because obviously it was packed. Um, but yeah, so it was a bit along the lines of yeah, okay. So this if you put parking in this together, it was about a tenner. So, um, but yes, this is again. I'll be honest. Had it been on premium access, I would have watched it on premium access. I think. Um, so I actually take it back. That's really cheap parking. I grew up in Washington, D.C. You couldn't find a spot for like less than $10, $15. Well, again, it all, it all depends. I mean, if you're in like um, the cities and stuff, they, they, uh, right, it's, of course. It's, it's all just relative to, to where you are. But yeah, I did think, I did chuckle at the fact that the, um, yeah, the, the parking was literally less than like ADP difference between that and the ticket. Um, but yeah, so overall, um, the actual experience itself didn't have a problem with. I did wear a mask, obviously took it off for of eating and drinking and stuff. Um, but my glasses kept steaming up, so I did actually take it off because at one point, because it's like this is just I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so yeah, so they ended up doing that one. So I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the movie. I'm gonna be. For me, this was probably one of the most fun Marvel movies I've seen in a long time. This, and I don't know whether or not it is just because I've always enjoyed watching big, epic martial art movies. You know, I said the same thing when Mulan came out, things like um, House of Flying Daggers, Hero, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, you know, also watching a lot of, like, Japanese anime, also, like, martial art movies, you know, Jackie Chan. and So I... I've always had this big love of, of martial arts stuff. And so for me, this was just one of those things of, yeah, it had everything in there that I wanted. The, the martial arts were amazing. The fight scenes were fantastic. The aspect with the dragons, you know, I, I knew that there was going to be a dragon in it. I was not expecting a Godzilla versus King Kong's experience in the middle of the movie. That wasn't what I was thinking. Um, I loved I also really enjoyed the fact that they did, there was a lot of Mandarin, you know, the explanations were done in Mandarin with subtitles. It's because it, there was some times I kept forgetting I was watching a Marvel movie. It was like, you know, I think it was almost like, you know, there was like a reference, oh, they just referenced a blip. Or, you know, some, oh, yeah, no, I am watching, I am in the Marvel universe. Because this, if you'd taken that out, I'd have just said, oh, this was just Shang-Chi, you know, he's a, a legendary hero in China. And I, I loved it. I thought that was, I came out of that, and I, I'm sitting here going, I can't think of anything I didn't like. I just enjoyed it from start to end. I would have liked more Abomination, but that literally... Um, well, I, I want to see how Abomination and Wong, Wong became friends. Yeah, uh, and the, There's a story there. I hope they explore yeah. that. Um, I, in general, I agree. The martial arts were fantastic, and that's all I really needed from this movie yeah. was, was good martial arts. I love... 
you know, like Legend of Drunken Master, Iron Monkey, uh, Hero, Invincible, things like that. Uh, so same page on that. Mm -hmm. I, the the fights were great. Uh, they were kinetic. They were mm -hmm. active. Uh, I don't think they unseated the Winter Soldier fight as my favorite fights in the market, but they're definitely up near the top. Yeah. Um, the one point that I disagree on was the dragons. Um, by the point the dragon showed up and the Dweller in Darkness started to get into the fight, for me, the movie was done because um, yeah. his father had just done the sacrifice for the Dweller in Darkness and all that. And I was like, this dragon fight, I am checked out mentally. It did nothing for me. Right. I, I, I felt that they really only added it because they needed the or they felt they needed the story to be more epic, to have that, um, you know, the final huge CGI fight between the, the giant monsters like eh, this. This really doesn't fit with the rest of the tone of the movie. Let me know when it's done. And yeah. so that part didn't work for me, but that is literally my only real complaint with it is the dragon fight. Yeah, I do actually happen. Yeah, I did have another uh, It's the chicken pig. That's the only other thing I did. I wasn't so keen on. I, so I can it, see that uh, it needed a face. It just needed a face. It just needed some eyes. It just, and the fact that Tony, why Tony could talk to it, I don't know, but I, I, I did. Li I did like him being in it because it kind of. I think they did a great job of like connecting it in with Iron Man. Obviously, after the I'm um, all how the King came out last week, on I did think that they did a good job of like connecting it all together of just kind of being like, yeah, that's what happened. They they tried doing something and they went way off, and then they've had to kind of bring. It's a shame that because the Mandarin was always such a great villain. I mean, it's just why did why do they have to kill them all off all the time? Like they got this thing of killing off the best villain. It was like, just get take the rings off him or do something with it. It would have been, you know, interesting. Uh, to be clear, we're talking about the actual villain in this case. Yeah. Um, Kingsley's character is still yeah. alive at the end and apparently just going to hang out with pig dog thing uh, and Michelle Yeoh for yeah. the rest of eternity. I guess good for him. Um, he he he's still fun. It, it was yeah. I. I I am a little sad that we never got the the actual premise of the Mandarin because I remember going back and watching the trailers for Iron Man three and being like, oh, this is, he's such a cool villain, and then of course they they faked out, which I enjoyed the fake out, but it, yeah. it did take away that villain aspect. Now that said, um, this version of the character, and obviously he's not the Mandarin um, yeah. in this case, but uh, well, the villain it does. Well, they do kind of say that that was a name, but obviously it's just a bad, it's a really bad name. And they don't like, and you know, it's, it's, it's just an orange kind of thing. And yeah, they don't, orange. and it kind of just was that thing of it's a terrible name, and that's what they've called me, but I'm known by lots of names. So yeah. they, they, he is the Mandarin. But then I always think back to the, the Iron Man cartoon when I was a kid, you know, with the rings and all the rest of it. And you know, that was kind of what I grew up on. But I, I did enjoy that whole aspect to it. Um, I don't know where they're going with the Ten Rings next. Obviously, that was that the end scene credit. But, um, yeah, I, I just I liked also I think with um Shang-Chi himself as well, he was very understated. He was very, you know, he was running away. He didn't want to be a hero, he didn't want to be a superhero, he didn't want to fight, he didn't want to do anything. He just wanted to have fun. He didn't want any of the commitment and he just wanted to live away from it all. And you know, he wasn't there to save the world and all the rest of it. And I like that aspect of the fact of you know, he wasn't going out there trying to you know, like when when they're on that whole bus scene, which was amazing. I love that bus scene. And his friend kind of going, well, how can you do all this? You know, completely just in shock at him. Yeah, actually, let's talk about her for a second. Um, Aquafina plays her 
uh, his best friend um, slash probable love interest. Well, by the end of the movie, yes. But um, I've only ever seen her in Ocean's 8. And then, of course, she was the voice of the dragon in Raya yeah. the Last Dragon. And I was expecting a much more um, bombastic uh, yeah. based on what I've seen her in the past. And this was a much more subdued. I mean, she's she's not exactly quiet, but this... There's a lot of introspection in her character. She gets quiet moments. She's not completely over the top most She's of the time. She's not a bumbling idiot, is she? She's not a bumbling idiot. She is competent. Uh, maybe maybe a little too competent, actually, with the whole bow and arrow thing. That was another issue yeah. with the yeah. dragon fight. It's like, you literally just learned how to shoot a bow and arrow 10 minutes ago, and you and you sniped a dragon's neck from, <laughs> from like 500 <laughs> yards away. Okay. Um, but aside from that, her character was really well done, and she did a really good job with with acting with the character. And also as well, I mean, I always look at, she is our eyes through the story. Mm. She is the one, you know, when everything needs to be explained, that's what she's there for. You know, she's there to ask the questions and for people to turn to her and explain what's going on for our point of view. You know, that's generally why, you know, why they always have those kind of characters. And, and I, I thought, you know, like, oh, and I don't speak Mandarin. So therefore they talking English for her. You know, things like that were just those little touches. Um, but I, again, I just, I, she was good, and she was. I was expecting a lot more hot comedy from her, and she, like you said, she she didn't really play up on that. But I liked her as a. She was a likable sidekick, a likable friend, and that was the thing. And what was interesting was they did play up that uh, funny sidekick angle in the trailers. Like they yeah. they did the we make a great team when it's very clear that all she was doing was not crashing the bus. And yeah. but that that's like the only real major instance of of that. There's a couple smaller ones. Mm. Um, especially in the beginning before he starts to to really come into his own. But once once his story starts to come out and we and all the crazy stuff is happening, she matures as a character too. Yeah. I did I did love that house scene. Um like where you know they're at the bar and just Wong opens it up. Like, all right, we're gonna you, know, you can see the friends and stuff, just like, yeah, yeah, whatever, a load of rubbish. And it's like, oh no, and then you can see it on them like a uh okay i mean that that scene with captain marvel and uh, bruce banner and it's just like what i mean talk about like leveling him up super fast i was just going oh yeah oh and the rings are calling out to somebody in the multiverse okay what's going on with this you know is it going to link up with the eternals or somebody else or i mean i, I don't think i was expecting i i know i was i don't know where i was expecting to go but i was not expecting that to happen like that they're seeing them two in it and like instantly just bringing them up to full on, you know, they say Avenger level, you know, he's there now. Um, Which is interesting because he still doesn't really have like Avenger level powers. Now the rings are strong, obviously, but, but it's not going to be. Come on, Hawkeye's an Avenger. And, I know. And Hawkeye's an Avenger. And Aquafine is, is probably a better shot than him. Uh, yeah, actually. <laughs> I mean, she, she did snipe. She did snipe the dragon. She took out. A gigantic dweller in darkness with a single normal-sized <laughs> error, and arrow. save the entire and save the entire universe. Yeah, pretty much. So she, so she um, did pretty good. <laughs> it will be interesting to see where they're going with what's powering the the rings. Mm. Um, they, they're obviously setting it up as like some major cosmic or mystical thing. Uh, we've already had the Infinity Stones, so mm. what what are we going for here? What, what's going to happen here? And I suspect. 
we might find out not directly, but the Eternals will probably have something similar, mm-hmm. some MacGuffin that yeah. that's going to lead into whatever well, the major problem. They've got to they've got to set up something for Phase Five, haven't they? They've got to set up a um some big villain of some kind because it might i feels like we're in the introduction zone again kind of of all these different characters and setting stuff up so i mean it might not be still phase five that we find out what all of this stuff's actually but going on there's a decent chance we already know who the villain is yeah. and that's of course kang um i i know that that actor is supposed to be showing up in another one of the movies uh, and, and the quantum mania right whenever that one's coming out he he it's the same actor yeah. playing the character um who who died quite notably at the end of loki so we'll see see how that well, one goes a variant. oh i i know i, know. Yeah. I, I was downplaying on that yeah. But yeah um but so it's possible and it's also possible that kang is going to be a fake out that they're, mm. they're going to say oh yeah haha and it, and it's really dr doom or, or something mm. like that Don't know, it's def- definitely going to be fun to see how it just work. i just i just remember what got to the thing and like okay yeah that was a really good movie i mean and there's that thing, you know, we talk about superhero fatigue, and you kind of watch that movie, that didn't feel like a superhero movie. It didn't feel like a superhero movie. It felt like I was watching, you know, a, like you say, a Chinese epic martial art movie, and it just, I enjoyed, loved it. I thought it was so good, really enjoyed it. I'm going to watch it again when it arrives on Disney Plus for sure. Um, yeah, that weekend when it comes out, because it's just be like, I'll be telling them, like, watch it, Dad, you need to watch it. <laughs> um, you know. I, I might actually catch it in theaters again. Um, I'll be going on like, you know, discount Tuesday, assuming yeah. that's still a thing, but uh, I think I'll go and see it. I, and I, I would end with, I definitely liked it a lot more than black widow, which I still mm. enjoyed. So it's not like, Oh man. He, oh, they're on a two different, they're on two different. I mean, ultimately, they were, um, I mean, Shang-Chi without the, but then he, he still managed to get some superpowers from the heart of the dragon. So he did get, he's, he's got, you know, he can blow wind around and like, you know, do oh. he's he's got he has got some skills, supernatural skills of some kind. And then the rings themselves also give yeah. him power as well. I mean, they they weren't exactly uh weak weapons to be in. Now they're yeah. they're not the traditional rings from uh the Marvel comics, you know, where each ring had like some superpower like ice yeah. beams and stopping time and things like that, but they're still strong. Mm. It's not like he well, it's not like he's Hawkeye. Yeah, but also as well, I mean, they played up on the idea that you can't have them on for too long either because they will corrupt your mind and get kind of... So then you did have them on for nearly a thousand years. So. Yeah, it, I mean, a long time is, is relative in this case. Although it did seem like they kind of skirted around this, that it was not the rings that were corrupting. It was that voice on the other side yeah. of the wall that was corrupting, and they just targeted him because he was very powerful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we'll see if there's a, a corrupting influence of the rings. Yeah, this it's yeah. I again just thought such a great movie. I really enjoyed. It. I came. I was like, well, that was. I. Enjoy. I mean, I've been looking because it's funny because a lot of people. Oh, I'm not looking forward. This was the one I was actually probably most excited for. You know, people talk about like Eternals and Miss Marvel and all these. Things. I was like, well, actually, Shang Chi was. It. I think again because of what we like those movies, we were much more like, yeah, I think this could be good. This could be what we're after, and you know, I think that was why we enjoyed it so much more. And but what. There's so much positivity coming out about this movie, which is great. Um, anyway, people talk about like Black Panther and the rest of it, and to me, it's on such a, it's a kind of different scale because it is stuff we've seen before. But it's again, you know, Marvel is just doing a fantastic job of giving us something different and giving us different genres and different kinds of things. You know, this is you know we've been spoiled for Marvel this year. I mean, you look at what we've had, and they all feel so different. 
Yeah, uh, and that's been great. They've they've really showed. I mean, they'd already showed Winter Soldier came out a number of years ago and and showed no, you don't have to do the formula. You can do a political thriller on top of the action, and then they've been building on that since. But yeah, this year alone, you've got Loki and WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it's just all over the place. There's something for everybody. One last thought on this one. I think one of the things that really does make this a uh, stronger Marvel movie, though, is that they worked on the villain in this yeah. one. Uh, you know, the villain getting tied into Shang-Chi's origin, uh, being, you know, his father and having an emotional connection. And his own, he had his own journey from mm. villain to reform to back to villain because he had the major loss. And then towards the end being like, okay, uh, I'll, I'll be a dad for you in these last couple of minutes. Mm. Uh really makes him much more effective than almost everybody else that we've had yeah. in the Marvel universe, which is also part of why the dragon fight I was like, Oh, the, this is here just because you can't end on the villain, just doing self-sacrifice. You have to do an yeah. actual big cinematic fight and like, Oh, whatever. Yeah. Tell me what's done. Yeah. Just explode it up from the inside, but no, loved it. Can't wait for it to arrive on Disney plus for everyone to I, enjoy. I actually thought they might go that direction where the dragon eats Shang-Chi and then the, the rings like, all right. explode out of him or something. I'm glad yeah. <laughs> we, we got that in Mandalorian. Yeah. We, we didn't need it. Yeah. No, that's love. Great, great, great movie. Really enjoyed it. I hope everyone goes and sees it this weekend. It's that kind of thing of, you know, but also what happens with Shang-Chi is probably going to set up the rest of the next probably six to eight months of cinema releases for Disney. Mm -hmm. um, if this does well, um, which I think it might do, but I don't think it's going to do enough. I think it's going to be below Black Widow and, I think we will see a, a shift over um, to Premier Access for channels. I think I just I can't, but we'll talk about that in the future. I, I will be interested um, for secondary market, though, uh, mm. if the maybe the DVD Blu-ray sales will be pretty good for it because it's not available on Disney Plus right now. And I know those are 45 days out, yeah. too, but they there might well, be that yeah. aspect to it. I mean, looking at what they've done with Free Guy, um, that's out on digital like the end of September and then DVD in a couple of weeks after the middle of October. Because, again, physical more more you know it takes longer to get it you know especially with all the shipping and um physical issues going on right now around the world um that's obviously an issue going forward but yeah so, what's, what's, what's a disc i don't know quite what that is anymore what's a discount I, I don't know um, <laughs> um one last thought which is a bit silly to bring up because this whole thing has been spoilers so most people have already seen it um there are two end credit sequences mm. in shang chi there's one right at the beginning and there's one right at the end um so yeah, I think the second one, well, well, kind of interesting, wasn't necessary. So if you're in a hurry, you're not missing too much. I but think it would. I think it would have been better had it been the other way around. Yeah, the 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 second one would have, or the one that we saw first, yeah. would, is the big one. It, yeah. It's the tying everything in and and kind of setting in motion what's going to happen yeah. next. But I'm I'm I am glad they played it first because if you are in a hurry, you need to get out yeah. of the theater. Um, the second you, one is you the one all missed. know if you go see a marvel movies you sit there until the last credit comes up that's just the rule you know it yeah, we as, know, much, but... as much as much as all the parents and the other people moaning in the theater the ones in front of me going can we go yet and the kids are going no and it's like can we go yet and, we're, and, and, and nobody else is going and like the kids are going we hey, have to stay <laughs> it, as far as i'm concerned it's revenge for all the times that the parents uh take you to a sports ball game and you're like they're losing by 30 points, and this is a game that normally only has two goals in it. Can we go home? No, you stay to the end of the game. You yes. support your team. Like, no, but it's done. It's done. <laughs>
on that note guys thank you very much for joining us thank you very much if you're a supporter on youtube or channel members and again we'll be back next week with another um episode and we shall see you guys in the episode later later